here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. John, as always, I'm here with Jules and Dylan. Unfortunately, no case today. He had a school emergency. Uh, no, he's, <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> his school, his school killed him. That was the emergency. Yeah. They pulled him aside and killed him. So, R.I.P. In peace. If one of case. if one of us ever dies during the run of this podcast, we need to like make a memorial for them. <laughs> Please. All right, we're off to a great start here. Talking about death, but <laughs> so Case will not be with us today. He's still alive. Don't don't worry, everybody. Um, but he had some kind of like film project emergency. I don't know. Something some. He basically could have just said, "I am young and in school." That could have been his entire message. I felt like um, he needed to apologize, which was very cute. Yeah, he's cute. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast will now be entirely about Case. <laughs> Um, but Case is like, you know, we, I, we, I wanted to push it back a week for him. The problem is next weekend is my birthday and, you know, Saturday is my birthday party and then I think Sunday is my actual birthday. So it just wasn't going to work. So, yeah. And we want to get... No, Sunday, May 1st. Sunday? May 1st. Okay. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Sunday is my birthday. Saturday I'm going to get very drunk and sing a lot of karaoke and then... 
do that kind of, you know, stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I know where I'm going with this. I'm going to drink a lot. That's that's going to be me next weekend. Amazing. Um, in the meantime, I am just fresh off the plane from Japan. Actually, not really. It's been like 11 days now. <laughs> it's been like a um, week. Yeah, it's been more than a week even. But, you know, we'll talk about my Japanese experience, especially as it relates to Dragon Gate. Spoiler alert, it was good. I had fun. <laughs> Japan is cool. If you didn't know. Um, so we'll get into that. First, we want to start with Champion Gate, right? Because we never really... We talked about the results, but we never really got a chance to review the matches. So I guess we'll quickly yeah, discuss... It hadn't aired at the time. Yeah. Um, so we'll quickly discuss some of the big major matches. Anyone want to start? Well, I mean, there were only four matches, really, in the broadcast, so... Yeah, didn't okay. they just show highlights of the rest? Mm-hmm. Because they were just throwaway matches to fill out the card. Can yeah, you this was a basically... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was... I was going to say, can you believe they didn't even show Maria and Tozawa making out? I was so disappointed. It... I wanted to see the video. I, I mean, I mean, that lovely photographer who made a video out of gifts was at least very helpful. That's a, that's mm-hmm. I don't know if, I don't know if anyone else has noticed this. I've only I think I've only seen it in the Dragon Gate photographers, but some of them take a bunch of their pictures and then make like a video out of it. Gifts. It's really yeah, cool. Mm-mm-mm. So I'm lucky we're lucky that she he did that for for this amazing important event in the history of our sport. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, there were only into it, so that was nice. Yeah, but yeah, in the in the Champion Gate broadcast, they well they really showed in full only the title matches, which were good. I mean, for those I've seen, I still refuse to watch Susumu versus Shingo. I haven't watched it either. I'm, I'm, I'm not, in denial. I don't feel bad. Oh my god, really? You guys haven't seen it yet? <laughs> There's a difference between we haven't seen it yet in, and I'm we're in, not. We're in deep I'm, denial. I'm not going to watch it. So. Yeah, yeah. We're living in denial for the rest of our lives. Well, it was a really good match. I'll just let me throw that out there. It was, I thought I'm it was even sure better than it was, but as far as I'm concerned, it didn't happen. I'm I'm sick and <laughs> fragile. Don't do this to me. <laughs> I don't send me back to the ER, John. I don't want to go. The, back. Only, the only thing I'll say about that is it was. I thought it was a really good match. I thought it was even better than the first one. That's what everyone I, said. I was very sad that Shingo won again, but. What are you going to do? Or Shingo won the belt back, I mean. Yeah. It's very, very sad, but I don't know how long for this world he is with that belt, so. Uh, with Berserk, with Berserk having this mm, giant meltdown. Which, which I want to, when we get to it, I want to point out, I want to point out that I called that. I told you guys they were going to break down real fast after their yeah, rapid rise to power. I was like, they're going to end up exploding, and I could not have predicted how bad it would get. <laughs> because it was like a dream come true. It's hilarious, though. <laughs> it's so Is someone, funny. like, I making popcorn? What? You... what? <laughs> it sounds like something like... No, I... no that, 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 that might be me. I forgot to put my other box of Dragon Gate cards in the binder. Oh. Uh, shout out to Kevin, because I came home from the from the ER and I felt awful... I hadn't eaten or drank anything all day, and I pulled uh, the 
double R Susumu card out of like my fifth pack out of the box. So I got really excited. And yeah, I had I had All like right. the worst adventure with those cards. Worst adventure. Go watch the unboxing video and see me lose all faith in God. Anyway, so, so Dragon Gate. Uh, I really liked the Triangle Gate match. I thought that was probably my favorite. Yeah, one, I was actually. gonna, I, I was gonna get to that, uh, but I, I just wanted to say real quick something that I said on Twitter like maybe three or four times was that the Brave Gate match was really, really good. Yeah, Katoka's best match ever by like a mile. I think mm-hmm. I think I was thinking about that. Yeah, I th- I thought it was the best best. I think it was the best singles match for both of them, actually, ever. In my opinion. Yeah, I think Katoka does better when he has um, someone the fans are really, really super behind to work off of, because then he can heal it up, and he can get all the negative attention that he wants. And I feel like Maria was the perfect choice, because that crowd was super-duper behind her. And yeah, I wonder, that could have been the problem with the... The final game match is that the crowd wasn't super behind Ida, unfortunately. But they really they yeah, really, that was very like Maria, Maria is so good, you guys. She's so she's so good. I agree. <laughs> it's so weird. I have to it's so weird because it's so weird to think about she about when she was playing a uh, Super Shenlong three. And how very far she's come from that moment. Because there were a lot of people who didn't think the Maria character was, you know, ever going to get anywhere. But then she it's did. It's working out so well. Like, it's honestly working out better than I could have ever hoped. And she's I'm... very pretty in person, by the way. What? She's amazingly pretty in person. Oh, I'm so <laughs> jealous. Shut up. I was like... I was directly in front of her at the table. It was pretty awesome. Oh, I'm so the... fucking... Oh! God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I thought the match was really, really hot, really, really good, and Maria's amazing. Kratoka is definitely making strides. Like He's finally he getting there. Thing. I think we can finally say he's getting there. He's getting there, but he still has to, he still has to kill the Caldera, like... Kill that move immediately. That's that's I really that's a really comfortable move. Like I will be happier when he gets rid of it because he never really lands right, and he almost killed Ada in final game. Yeah, he never landed properly. We can't like he never landed properly, and it's like really really difficult to watch. So yeah, that match was really really good. I thought, and obviously the outcome was everything I could have ever wanted. So. Which, which is, uh, I want to note, I don't think anybody actually, like, I know we all were rooting for her, but I don't think anyone thought that, um, she was going to actually win because we had all projected that, uh, Linda was going to be the one who eventually beat mm-hmm. Katoka, and, um, we were wrong, which is a good thing for a change. It looks like, uh, looks like Linda is actually going to go for the triangle gate, so... We'll talk about that later when we talk about uh, Korakuen. But um, really, really, really happy that Maria won. Really, really happy that her reign seems to be, like, gaining, like, length and weight. And, like, she's doing really amazing. I'm really sad that we didn't get to 
see, and I don't know when we'll get to see her defense against Tanizaki, because I still really love Tanizaki. Uh, you know, he's a dick, but he's still really good. So, excited to see that in, like, 20, 2018, something like that, when the DVD comes out. But, yeah, that was yeah, really, she, really good. So, Jules is referring to the Memorial Gate and Wakayama show, by the way, for people who don't know. That's a show that, like, takes forever to actually come out, because it's only going to come out on DVD. Which is such a um, format, but okay. <laughs> I know, it's 2016 here, and we're like... This is, this is why we can't talk about People make fun of Pro Wrestling Gorilla for doing the same thing. You don't just put your stuff out on DVD, okay? You have to like have... Like, six months later, too. You have a digital format. In, t- in 2016. Are you, are you kidding? Anyway, so the Triangle Gate match, John wanted to talk about that. Yeah, it was good. I liked it a lot. Um... I'm straining to remember it now because it feels like it's a hundred years ago, but um, I I love the sumo's gimmick. I always get a kick out of it when they drag it out and Ryu Saito especially is like, I'm just like, are you like? I know Don Fuji's actually a former sumo. Ryu Saito is so convincing that it's like, were you a sumo in a past life? I don't I don't understand, but um, <laughs> I really I really like their gear when they're sumos too. Yeah, because they it looks so cool and all the bright colors. Because the Jimmies all have their individual really, you know, vivid coloring, like Susumu's purple and Kinesis pink, and Saito has orange, and it actually looks really, really good on their um, Sumo's gear. It really stands out a lot. Like I actually I, wonder... I like that I can <laughs> I actually wonder if that's it for the Sumo's, just because they lost every match. But, um, Probably, but I mean, they bust out the gimmick, like, once every six months, so it's not really, like... Yeah, I guess they could still do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Fuji's, getting, like, gonna need to do, but... Can I just say, I was... One thing that was kind of disappointing for me in that match was the limited interactions between Saito and Sozawa. Because I... I remember, like, loving their interactions in the final date match so much that I wanted to see it again, and I didn't really get that, but, you know. Well, it makes sense, because they're kind of like... They're very... Tozawa, yeah, Tozawa's kind of like future Saito, basically. <laughs> I'm you from the future. <laughs> Who are you? I'm you stronger. <laughs> but, yeah, I really... Oh, and... <laughs> Stop. And, okay, Tozawa really needs to stop doing that step-up dive. Because I think that in that match was the closest I've ever seen it to seeing him come to actually maybe, like, breaking his neck. So, <laughs> Triangle Gate match. Like you said, Cesaro needs to stop doing the step-up dive. I watch a lot of deathmatch wrestling, and I am still more scared when he does that dive than when they get hit with light tubes or flip on the car windshields. Like, he's actually going to break his neck. <laughs> Yeah, and in that yeah. match, it really, really looked, like, super close. I was really, really, really worried. Like, extremely worried. Wait, Dylan, you watch a lot of deathmatch matches? I, I am a big fan of Big Japan, and I am probably one of the biggest Asami fans in the West. Yes, I watch a lot of deathmatch wrestling. Um... <laughs> <laughs> picture of the Sami Kodaka hanging above my computer. Yeah. Oh, I learn something new every day, I guess. Yeah, you Dylan, think you know a person. Dylan puts a lot of 
of deathmatch on my on my timeline, and I'm just like, what are what are you doing? Why are you doing it's this? Not, it's and it's funny because I do. It's not my no, fault. But I do. Kayla won't wrestle any stuff. other kind of matches now. You know, June Kasai is like, no, I just want to do this one kind of match. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll watch you get cut up for the tenth time. And it's funny. Hey, I saw June Kasai oh in a non deathmatch during my trip on WrestleMania. He Wrestle hardly so. wrestles non death oh, matches shit. anymore, though. He likes them. And Takeda. Oh, yeah, you saw him at the Wrestle One show. Yeah, he was in the main event for the the, tight, the Wrestle One tag title match. Did he, yeah. did it, wasn't it the the match where he got his like head cut open by Yuji Hino? Yeah, absolutely. By Yuji Hino he, chopping him in the head. He, he was bleeding a gusher. That, leave my dad alone. <laughs> he, he, I he can't said, believe this. He said, Can we get back to Dragon Gate? <laughs> this is too much for me. I can't do this. <laughs> All right, so let's go into the Twin Gate match real quick. Um, I thought obviously, it good. a lot of people were very upset with the result. Um, I don't. I <laughs> I think this podcast will probably be like the most pro Big T podcast on the planet. I mean, we're not. You know, I, I okay. I, they I like, are a great team. I like both of them a lot. We're I'm not. I'm not sh- I mean, we're not annoying smart. That's what we are. <laughs> I don't know if I like them as a team yet. It's only been one match, you know, but um I I think they have potential as a team and I'm willing to give it a shot. I know the reaction from a lot of people was more like blood blood curdling screams, so <laughs> you know, in all fairness, unless Doyama were gonna retire as champion, there was a, there wasn't anyone else who could beat them. They had beat everyone else. That was the whole point behind a new fresh team being the ones who beat them was that they actually already beat everyone else. So for people to, like, so many people were like, I can't believe that Big T won. Who else was left? Who else was going to come in and beat them? There was no one left. And Ada and Dragon Kid hadn't become a team yet, so they weren't an option. Yeah. And Dragon Kid, like you said, like you said, Dylan, Dragon Kid doesn't need the rub in the way that Big R and T-Hawk do. Yeah, someone someone said that they that uh, Ada and Dragon Kid should have won the titles because it would have given their team the rub. And Dragon Kid is like forty something, is like forty years old. Okay, Dragon Kid doesn't need the rub of he's not a young up and comer who needs the rub of beating the two most dominant Twin Gate champions. That doesn't make any sense. You know, Ada is the only one of their team who is like an influence on the future of Dragon Gate. So yeah, it should have been. T-Hawk and Big Arshimizu, because they are the future of Dragon Gate, and it makes more sense for them to win. And we talk about this all the time, where you'll have one of the younger guys beat one of the older, more seasoned guys, because he gets a rub from it. Like, that's just logic in wrestling at this point. Yeah, I I really don't have any complaints about it, and I enjoyed the match a lot, actually, so, you know... I I'm like cool I it. like that they're they're both very strong because I know Big R is obviously the big strong dude, but T Hawk is also very strong. So that's a nice contrast to some of the other teams which are more reliant on strikes and speed. Yeah, I, I I'll be really, interested to see who takes them down now. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see Dragon Kid and Ata do it. I'm holding out. I'm holding out on this, but we'll see. But um, one thing that, I, well, two things actually that I really, really loved about that Twin Gate match was the difference in approach. Because on one hand, you had Big T coming right out of the gate with like the hot fighting, young spirit, like determined to do it. 
And then you had the scumbag champions on the other side who were just, you know, doing pretty much their routine. They they did not see them as a threat, and that came across in the match a lot, that they thought this was going to be Gamma Punch all over again, and they didn't have to try, and that was their mistake, was that they thought they could get away with not having to try. And the thing was that during their reign, um, Yamadoi had already beaten uh, beaten teams with T-Hawk twice, too, so they had no reason to actually see T-Hawk as a threat anymore. Yamato did his little yeah. hair pet thing like ten times during the match, and I'm like, oh, and you, and when he, the more he does it during a match, that's how you know the less he's taking the actual match seriously. Like that's a little mm-hmm. thing I've noticed about him. The more he does it, the less seriously he's taking his opponent, and he did it a yeah. lot. Yeah, and and basically, you know, like Yamadori did like all their double team spots and stuff, and it was obvious that the story was about like two like fiery young men taking on like two scumbag champions who think nothing can touch them so i really like that and another thing that i really like that was probably one of the only people that noticed it which kind of lends me to sorry dylan say that naruki doi is really one of the best at what he does right now is that at the end of the match after the match was over um but before big t were presented with the belts you had Doi crawling towards Nakagawa, who had the belt. And he was, like, literally crawling towards them. And Nakagawa was like, no, bitch. I love him so much. And I thought that was, like... What? I love Nakagawa so much. <laughs> no, a serious confession. During, was, like, during the... an amazing kind of bit of, like... Hmm? During the big multi-man matches where there's no real stipulation or anything, like, I will watch his face more than I will watch the actual match because his reactions are so (laughs) funny. Like, he's, like, panicking during everything. He's like, please don't die on my watch. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, so Dory did that, and I thought, like, what? Like, an amazing bit of, like, just character work where pretty much nobody really cared or saw him doing that, but he's, he's... still did it. And I like the little things. You know me. I like the little things. And I thought this was really kind of a cool thing to... Well, like, you know... Kind of speaking, little cherry on top. Speaking about Doi and little things, I still want to know why everyone in Dragon Gate is listening to this guy who's trying to ruin their lives. We will never know. Because he did it again to Yoshino. Mm-hmm. And got his... Because Yoshino, you know, he had the um, Aori Gate belt. Which is the comedy belt, but he was very happy to have it. And then all of a sudden, Doi just kind of insinuated yeah, he was very in there and was like, you haven't defended it. You should drop the belt. And why? What, why does everyone listen to him? Because, well, first of all, you know, it's Yoshino. And it, Doi is, is a, the jaded egg, so, like, anything he can do, he will do. But, he, but, like, but, like, you and I have talked about it. He's been doing this in Dragon Gate since Berserk got together. He's been getting people to fight each other. And weaseling his way into things and shit-talking people into making mistakes. And nobody really knows why everybody just keeps listening to Nuriki Doi. Maybe he has superpowers. He probably put something in the water. Like, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him. He has mind control powers. Mind control powers. Oh, my God. That's my thing. Imagine. I mean, that's probably how he got the, the Mad Blanky zombies, so. Sure. Um, so, yeah, all right, and so, the Dreamgate match, John, since you're the only one here who's seen it. 
I did I did talk about it before though, so I think we're good to move on. We're good on. to move on. So Yeah. Do you wanna tell us your first ten experience um, about Kodak Twin and seeing the Dragon guys at Tokyo Gudensai? Yeah, we'll get in let's get into that. So I wrote like nine thousand words about my trip, which oh, really? you can find. Voicesofwrestling.com, of course. Cheap plug. Voicesofwrestling.com for that. I wrote the entire Tokyo Wrestling Diary on the seven shows I went to. Um, Plus, I even touched on, like, the Japanese baseball game I went to, the Sakon Action Concert I went to. It was just a grand old time. Um, Probably the greatest ten days of my life, honestly. Um and also another cheap plug, if you want to go to Japan, October 2017, you come Pitch. with me. I'm already starting to save up. Oh, are you really going to come? I mean, I'm going to try. That'd be awesome. Like, that's something I really want to do. Like, yeah, Lynn, you're coming too, right? Uh, well, no? <laughs> <laughs> you're not. Huh? I... I, I I mean, my financial situation is very, very, very bad. I highly doubt. Wow. That's sad. I mean, mine too. I mean, Jules, you want me to come to France. I can't do all this international traveling. True. Well, anyway. (laughs) So hopefully Jules is coming. We'll figure it out. There you go. John and Jules, Japan trip. (laughs) Um, So I went to a lot of shows, obviously. Um, there the, were the only two that really involved Dragon Gate guys. As far as the non-Dragon Gate shows went, I mean, every single thing I went to was just like, I did not go to a bad show. Like, even the ones I had, like, less of expectations for, like, Wrestle 1, I didn't really have any expectations for going in, that show ended up being great. What, what uh, do you all have against Wrestle 1? I love Wrestle I, 1. I, I, li- I like it now. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I hadn't been watching it, but now it's like, well, now I gotta watch this because this is awesome. I had to pretend I had to pretend on Twitter that I have to catch up with Russell One because Yashi's there now. Yeah. I'm not. I don't know. I, I saw I uh, I saw him wrestle. Oh yeah, that there, there you go. There's Dragon Geek connection. So the Yashi was on. The I show. mean, Shuji Kondo also wrestles for Russell One. He's just injured right now. Yeah. Um, for, so Yashi Yashi came in as as Shuji's, um Injury replacement and trigger. Yeah, the new is, table. So that was which trigger. Was, which I well, I mean, the younger guys are okay, but um, Masayuki Kono and Shuji Kondo are a damn fantastic team. Yeah, I like the two young kids. They they showed a lot in that six man tag with Yashi. I thought it's it's, but, it's so weird to watch the videos of like Kondo introducing Yashi to the others because they're just kind of like ah. Yeah, they, that played in the match. The two of them. The two of them were teaming at Yashi the entire match, and, like, Yashi would, like, Yashi would do his weird stuff, and they would be like, can, can you, can you stop? So, <laughs> I feel can, so can you just bad. Stop? It's like, you don't introduce your children to your weird boyfriend like this. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, well, no, for anyone who doesn't know, Kondo and Yashi fall back in together all the time. Like, ever since they left Dragon Gate, all they do is, like, fall back into their team. They feuded one time, and then they made up. And they're actually on, um, they're actually on Wrestle, the Wrestle Kingdom 1. They're part of a multi-man match. Uh, Milano's there, too. But yeah, throughout their entire career, it was a great match. Throughout their entire careers, all they do is fall back in together. So it wasn't entirely surprising that he showed up to replace Kondo while Kondo's out with an injury. 
Yeah, and he like just the entire match for the two of the uh, the two kids being very, very like okay. I think it started if I, I'm trying to remember this correctly. Like Yashi was going on and on on the microphone, <laughs> and one of the and one of the kids just like grabs the microphone out of his hand and like takes the mic away so they can actually start the damn match. It was uh, I was amused. If you give him the mic, he won't let it go. He had a match with Yuji Hino on a Kana Pro show. And he literally just, like, stood there and talked for, like, 20 minutes while Hino just kind of looked at him like, what the hell are you doing? He used to take the mic out of Aganisu's hand you know, back you know, in Dragon Gate. Like, just take it out of their hands. And they're Hino like, what the fuck? I love him so much. Yeah, Yuji Hino is amazing. Yuji Hino is incredible. He's... He, he, when you see him live... Like, he's got that big Audi belly button, and just, like, he just Are looks you? so friggin' scary. Like, he looks like he's going to kill you the, and maybe eat you. Fu- I don't know the, in what he's order. He's the funny version of Sakamoto is the way I've always looked at it. He's big and scary, but he's also really funny. Like, he does all these little things during his matches. He's really funny. So, Wrestle 1 was good. I don't know why we're talking so much about it. Um, but all the non-Dragon Gate shows I went to were good, too. Sendai Girls was Obviously awesome, and I'm, I'm now I have a I have a crush on Cassandra Miyagi. I'm so glad she, you joined the hype train because I love her so it? much. Are there people who don't have a crush on Cassandra Miyagi? Unfortunately, I don't want to meet them. I don't, I don't want to know um, I don't know what happiness they have in their lives, but they're obviously lacking. Have you have you guys seen the YouTube video where they they explain she got possessed by a demon? Yeah, that was that was pretty amazing. Um, so Cassandra Miyagi was awesome. Obviously, like, if you need me to tell you Aja Khan versus, uh, Michael Satomura was awesome, I don't know what to tell you. Match is amazing. But, not surprising. Mm. Um, yeah. That's, that's the Pete, only so. thing I would love for Dragon Gate to do is have, is, like, get some ladies, like, even just as an exhibition match on one of their shows, other than Maria. Because that's the one thing they lack, and there's so many talented women out there. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, so Send That Girls was awesome. The Noah show was awesome. That had a little Dragon connection, kind of, with Hajime O'Hara, but um, he was a Toriyaman guy. Um, he won the entire the, the junior mini tournament. I'm so excited! Even though, even though Kano put him through a table <laughs> with a double stomp to the... That was a sick spot live. And Did also, I want to... No, the table did not break. <laughs> Poor child. <laughs> Japan has like, came the strongest tables in the world. Yeah, I know. Wearing um, my Keno shirt right now, actually. I wanna, I wanna say that the Differ Ariake just gets a lot of hate online, but I, I enjoyed it a lot actually. It was a really cool venue. Just this weird like arena they built in the back of the Noah warehouse, and but like. I don't know. It, was just, it looked really cool live because you got like the two sets of bleachers and then the elevator ramp in the middle and you have the Noah and the Suzuki gun banners hanging from each side like it's freaking WCW and the NWO or something. And it just Basically, looked really it cool. It looks like it's run by the Yakuza is what you're trying to say. Basically. Well. Okay. But um, <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a really cool venue. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I mean, all the venues I went to were really cool, but... Um, I think Shinjuku Face might have been my... Well, Sumo Hall was my favorite. But of the smaller ones, Shinjuku Face might have been my favorite, and that is where I went to see the Nosawa Tokyo Love 6 Road to the Future. 
Um, and that was the first show I went to on April 4th that had a lot of Dragon Gate connection to it. Um, obviously, first of all, Tokyo Gurntai, they've been in Dragon Gate a million times. Um, I usually hate them in Dragon Gate. Actually, I always hate them in Dragon Gate. If, so. if you don't hate Masawa, I have serious questions. Because, like, he is so scummy and gross. Didn't I mean, he, like, fade Yoshirai when she was, like, super young? Remember when he, pretty... like, stole a taxi? <laughs> he stole a taxi. <laughs> he, he was in, he was in, he was in Kojima Goon. Um, and he, like, stole a taxi. And they were like, oh, uh, you can't be involved in this anymore. You know, I'm... Like, he's the reason MV- He's supposedly the reason MVP got involved in New Japan. They credit it to him getting him to come over. And then he, like, stole a taxi and fucked that up. I think he was, like... He was, I think he was the DDT champion at one point, and then he was, and then he, like, did something bad, and they stripped him of the title. Yeah, so Nasawa's had an, an interesting past, but in his defense, <laughs> he did, he did put on one hell of a show there. I mean, it was, it was by far the most random show I've ever seen. Like, um, you had the opening match vaccine fight offer match with, um, former Noah guy Daisuke Akita. That was, that was whatever. Then you had the second match, which was Stalker Ichikawa and Kikitaro, both in Stan Hansen gimmicks, God bless defending the Tokyo Intercontinental Tag Titles. They were the champions. <laughs> now, I, I have no idea who they beat to win these titles or how this happened. I kind of want to know now. I should, I should have looked this up for the show. But somehow, they were the current reigning and defending Tokyo Intercontinental Tag Team Champions. They were facing Hikaru Sato and the other dude, Ryu something. Anyone got the card in front of him? Hikazawa or something? I don't know. Um, the two dudes from Pancrase. Um, it was just literally the entire match. It's just Kikacharo saying, Lariat, Lariat, Lariat. I'm not doing it justice. He, he sounded like Stan Hansen perfectly. That's so cute. Like, it sounded exactly like Stan Hansen. And that's all he kept doing was saying Lariat over and over and over again. The crowd was just like, I, universally in stitches. There was not a single person there not laughing. And then finally it ends with the, so Stalker throws his, throws his Lariat and it's very weak. <laughs> and Kikicharo gets mad and basically tells him he's not taking it seriously enough and he needs to throw a real Lariat. And the two of them finally square off and they both go to Larry at each other, and they nail each other, and they both go down, and the two Pancrease guys just kind of shrug and do a double pin on both of them and win. It was the greatest <laughs> ending to the greatest <laughs> match. Yes, I, really, so we have, I really like when Stalker dresses up as people. I saw him dressed up as Liger in some pictures that somebody took, and Liger is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. <laughs> I'm like, that's so cute. So yeah, that match was, was amazing. Um... There was the the crossline match, which was like Yuji Hino and Murakami from you. All used to be in you Japan got back to see Hideki live. I'm jealous. Yeah, I love Hideki. Yeah, Hideki Suzuki is re- is awesome. He's, my girlfriend adores him. I spent like an entire night showing her just his matches, and she adores Hideki. Yeah, so the, Hideki Suzuki was coming up with um some Apache Pro guy. I think I can't remember his name. Hashimoto. Yeah, something Hashimoto. Um, so, like, Hashimoto and Hideki Suzuki. Suzuki and Yuji Hino had, like, a weird 
we are both wrestle form we the current versus the former wrestle one champion like confrontation going on. They kept getting in brawls and stuff, and then Murakami for some reason wanted to murder this poor big fat Apache Pro guy. Like he really wanted to kill him. <laughs> And, like, he, he whipped him right into our section. So me being the, the, the mental genius that I am, I'm sitting here, okay? I have a beer in front of me. I have my bag in front of me. Hashimoto goes to – or Murakami goes to a Hashimoto Inn. I jump out of my seat. I forget both of these things. <laughs> Hashimoto goes flying right into my seat, spills my beer all over my bag. So that was very that – was, that was something. And then Murakami, I took like a picture of him. I, I think I included it in the, in the di- in the diary. And like he just he had this look, like he just beat Hashimoto, beat the shit out of him right in front of me, like just punching the fucking shit out of him. And then just gives this look, this look like I am going to murder this man, and possibly several audience members. And I was, I was honestly very frightened. But um, so that was Crossline. That was something. And then after that was. I believe the Shima and Kazayashi against the father son team of Emota and Chikara. Um, I don't really remember a ton about that match. It was it was okay. I just was kind of like transfixed on seeing Shima walk out right in front of me and then like be in the ring right in front of me. Like it's I've seen him live before, but it's been a long time, and I don't think I was that close. Like because I was like right next to the entranceway, so I basically came right down the ramp right in front of me. Um, and Shinjuku Face is a very tiny building to begin with, as people probably know. Although, you know, Shinjuku Face, I will say this, is one of the few buildings that seems to look bigger when you're there in person than it does on TV. It's it's really weird like that. I think it's because of the way the seats are set up. But Korokin, in like almost every other building you go in, looks way smaller than it does on TV. But Shinjuku Face look, kind of like looks bigger. It's weird. Um, but anyway, so Shima was... Um, Shima was very cool, and Singatina Kazayashi was very cool, but I don't really remember the match being anything special. And then I, we had that. I don't think it really. I mean, Chikara is very young, and he's not been wrestling very long, so I imagine, you know, very limited performer right now. Yeah, um, I I I didn't dislike the match or anything. I just nothing really stands out about it in my mind. Then we had the Team Dory against the um, the the team of the Tokyo Gurantai team, the main four dudes, including Kikatar doing double duty under, without the mask, I guess because he's a trooper. Um, he's also a really nice dude. Like, we talked to him for a long time after the end of the show. His English is, like, perfect. And he was talking about wanting to do another overseas tour soon. He even remembered... Okay, I brought up to Kikataro that I saw him in Ring of Honor on Long Island, like, 11 years ago. He remembered the exact match he was in the four-way match with all three other people. He named all three of them from 11 years ago. That's How he did that, I have no idea. I couldn't remember what the hell match he was in. I just remember that I saw him. He knew the exact match. He's like, oh, yeah, it was like me and Jack Evans. And da, da, da. I don't remember who the other two. I forgot already who the other two were. But apparently Kikitaro's memory is just amazing. That's really impressive. Um, yeah. Um, but So he was really, really cool. He was actually our hookup for tickets because we, we emailed, like, they had, like, an email account. We were like, can you hold tickets for us at the door since we're, like, gaijin and coming from so far away? And then Kikitaro emailed us back and was like, yes, we can hold tickets for you at the door. Please don't cancel, though. And I can see why because they sold that show out. So yeah. 
Like those are those are tickets that they want. You know, they didn't want to give be, be given up the. You know, they need the money, I guess. Um, <laughs> the Star Wars eyeliner is not going to buy itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Is that a cat? <laughs> the cat likes some sour eyeliner. There are I guess, cats or? outside my window. The cat there, likes some sour eyeliner. There are cats outside my window. Sorry about it. Um, it's okay. I like I like Fujita, all right. He wrestles a lot for uh, Big Japan. I think the last time I saw him in a match was a barbed wire death board match. Who? <laughs> Who are you talking about? Uh, uh, Fujita from Tokyo Garantai. Um. I you said, I thought you said Fujiwara, and you th- I thought you said that Fujiwara was in a barbed wire but board death think, match. You think somebody needs to forcefully retire him before I do it myself. Um, <laughs> wow. I I have such I have such strong feelings about the guys who have like trouble moving in the ring, still wrestling, because I'm so afraid they're going to get hurt. And he wow. he is not. I I had I watched him on Judgment Day. He he rust um or not just not no. Yeah, no, the old guys need to, they need to retire, because, like, they're going to get hurt, and some of them are, like, still regularly wrestling. Well, this is not the match for you, then, because I had Dory Funk Jr., very soulless, whipping everybody, from what I saw. And I'm like, okay, then, what is wrestling? I like Fujita, though, he he wrestles a lot for, um, he, he pops into Big Japan a lot, and I like him. He gets the shit beat out of him, usually, but I like him. (laughs) And then the main event was... Um, a match I have been very much looking forward to the moment they announced it. Masaki Mochizuki, one of the greatest of all time, against Minoru Tanaka, a wrestler I have enjoyed a lot in the past, especially during his New Japan runs. <clears throat> so I had high hopes for this match. It did not disappoint at all. Like, it was just awesome. They, these two men are both known for their kicks, and they just kicked the shit out of each other. Like, Mochizuki just kept kicking Tanaka's leg, trying to set up an ankle lock, and then Tanaka kept kicking... Mochizuki's arms set the arm breaker or the arm bar and it was just like it was just amazing like they they traded submissions traded submissions and then finally Mochizuki got the Sankaku Gary to the face out of nowhere and got the pin to retain his Tokyo World Heavyweight Championship how you can be the champ how is the championship of Tokyo and the entire world I'm not entirely sure but it was a uh, it was an awesome awesome match like they put on a, a, a hell of a match considering it was like in front of 300 people or whatever for a for like a non home promotion. I just pulled but, up the uh, list of champions for this belt because I've not heard of it, and that certainly is a list of people. He he beat Masada for the title he, apparently, and Masada beat Fujita, and Fujita beat Sanshiro Takagi, and I guess the first champion was Nasawa, which makes sense. Quite the lineage there. <laughs> quite the quite the quite the lineage. Um. So after the match, Mochizuki, Mochizuki like called out the rest of Tokyo Gurntai to like get a challenger, and they're all like, "We don't want to fight you. You're too strong." <laughs> like, that was basically the vibe, the, the message I got from it. They were basically like, "You're the toughest man, in Tokyo. We're not gonna fight you." And that was it. And that was the end. <laughs> so there was no new challenger announced, as far as I could tell. It was like, "You're Smart too strong." Men. Smart yeah. men. Like we're just some scummy indie guys. You're you're Misaki, motherfucking Mochizuki. Um, hold on, so I gotta blow my nose. <laughs> I'll cut that out of the podcast. Yeah. All right. So, um, 
Tokyo Garantai show. Two thumbs up. Um, after that was Russell 1, which we talked about already. Then it was Dragon Gate. Yeah. Um, you, you guys have seen this show already, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so we all talk about it. And we can compare my live perspective versus your on-tape perspective. First of all, Cork and Hall, okay? I talked about this in the, in the, in the, um, in the article. It was really, really cool to walk in there. I don't want to take away from your feelings you'll get. The first time you're in there, you're like, holy shit, I'm in Kirk and Hall. That's awesome. What's not awesome is the seating arrangements. Because these orange seats are so incredibly narrow, and they have these stupid brown armrests on them <laughs> that, that extend all the way out. Like, I am, you know, I'm a little heavy, but, like, people who were skinnier than me, who were just, like, tall, or a little wide, still had a lot of trouble getting in and out of these seats. So I don't know why they're built like that, but they're very uncomfortable, and you're going to end up having to stand up, you know, a lot, basically, just to get, like, feeling back in your body, especially if you're, like, you know... If you're, like, really short, you might be okay, but, like, it's just... They're very uncomfortable. Um, I mean, I'm, like, almost 6'2", and they were very uncomfortable for me. Um, the, the bleachers I sat on for New Japan were a little better, but they're, they're bleachers, so they're still, not, they're still not that comfortable either. But, you know, other than that, it was, it's still an amazing venue to be inside of, though. And um, the, the hallway, um, like the hallway with the, where you, where, there's basically just one hallway in the entire building to go in and out or go to the bathroom or get merch or get drinks or smoke because they have a smoking room. Jules, you're going to be in, like, heaven when you go to Japan if you haven't I quit smoking yet. Room. Oh, really? Yeah, because you can't breathe. Like, yeah. smoking room well, they is have disgusting, a... and take this from someone who smokes every day. Smoking rooms are fucking gross as hell. I well, would rather, okay. like, not smoke than go into a smoking room. Okay. Well, I mean, the the, the ones that, I like, Kirk and Suzuka face are very tiny, and they do pop, they do get kind of gross. Um, yeah, okay, but... that's terrible. Terrible, terrible. But for a lot of the other places we can smoke indoors, like the the restaurants and stuff, the like the smoking area will be really big, so okay. it's not that bad. And then like you can, can and you can smoke anywhere at Izakaya. So um, anyway, and arcades and pachinko parlors. There's a lot of places you can smoke in Japan indoors. So if you're really sensitive to cigarette smoke, don't go to Japan, everybody. That's you're another reason fun. I couldn't go. I'll actually die. Oh, well. My mom used to, my mom smoked the entire time I was a kid, but then when I don't live with her anymore, and the last time I was around her when she smoked, I actually could feel the cancer attempting to grow in my lungs. Because I was so well, unused me and my cancer smell, alone. it almost killed me. <laughs> I don't, my thing with smoking is like basically I quit and switched to vaping, which I know, and I, everybody hates that, but. It worked for me, so what am I going to tell you? Um, it's not so bad. I mean, it smells a lot better than most things. It, it definitely does. But, see, when I went to Japan, it's like, okay, nobody vapes here. Cigarettes are ridiculously cheap. They're like 450, they're 450 yen a pack. It's like four less than $4 U.S. That's ridiculous. Oh, my, oh my I know. They're it's like, like less than $4 U.S., that's like 2 euros. They're like they're I need like to triple go to Japan guys. They're like triple that in in, in New York. Um, I know. So cigarettes are really cheap. 
you could smoke anywhere. Like I said, I was just saying. So I just I just started smoking again when I was in Japan. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna not vape when I'm in Japan. I'm gonna smoke, and then when I get back, I'll switch back to vaping. Why? Like that may be why there's like so many wrestlers who are like smokers. Yeah. Like I'm always extremely surprised at like how many Japanese wrestlers smoke. Maybe that's just because everybody smokes in Japan. Well, it's not. It's not like the smoking rate has declined in Japan, but um, and and they're kind of trying to like get it further down, but it's still I think kind of high. I don't know. I think it was like thirty thirty percent or something. So like a third of the country. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Um, so to everybody, if you like, if you don't like smoke, don't go to Japan. If you if you're claustrophobic, do not go to Japan, <laughs> because like that that hallway. There were there were a few times in that hallway where I could not move, oh, like I had I had people pressing against me in all directions, and you just had to kind of like let the crowd like carry you in the direction the crowd is going to carry you until you can get your like moment to burst through oh, and find an opening. But yeah, I mean that's just basically like at the end of the show and kind of during intermission. Not intermission is not as bad because I think a lot of the fans just don't go out during intermission because they know it's gonna be they just one little hallway for everybody. But yeah, um, so Kirken Hall has its downsides, but still it's still an amazing place to go to. Um, the other thing was I had like we were in the very bottom row of the orange of the second orange section for this which I thought was going to be a really cool view until I realized the top row of the next arm section, the, the bottom one, actually had, like, their heads were kind of blocking our view, which is a little annoying. Like, I had to look around this guy's head constantly. And if, if he would stop leaning forward, it would have been fine, but he leaned forward constantly. So that was a little annoying. And that's why if you look at my Dragon Gate pictures, you can see, like, someone's head in the bottom left-hand corner because that's how my view was the entire night. This guy's head... In the bottom left-hand corner. Okay. <laughs> so the other... <laughs> you got really worked up there, buddy. I really, I was not happy. I, I, if, if there was, if I knew the Japanese way to say "please keep your head down," I would have said it, but I couldn't think of the words. I know "kudasai," but I couldn't think of the rest. Um. Anyway. So, um, the the show itself. It opened with Yosuke Santa Maria and um, Sakura Ichikawa against Ryu Saito. Stan Ichikawa, that's right. He was in the Stan Hampton. When he came out again, I was like, is this an inside joke for the people who went to Tokyo Gurren Daiso? <laughs> he's still in this gimmick three days later. But yeah, so he, he teamed up with Maria against Ryu Saito and Genki Horiguchi. Fun opener, and <laughs> Stalker did not lose. In fact, he was on the winning team. Yep. Uh, Maria pinned Genki Horiguchi in about nine and a half minutes. Really good match. Really fun. You know, obviously not the those greatest match of all time. Fun. Yeah, I mean. But those openers are always fun. Like, it you know it gives Rio Saito the kind of outlet to do all of his dad comedy. So. Yes. He he, he okay. is he is really funny. It cannot be stated enough how actually funny. He really is. And Horiguchi is hilarious. Both of them. I mean, it's part of the reason why they worked so well as a team, too. So. Yeah. Then, um, match I'm, two. I'm still mourning the loss. What? Hmm? 
You're mourning the loss of... I'm mourning the loss of Saito's hair. I can't believe fucking Katoka! <laughs> when all the pictures... When the pictures were coming in of where he cut his hair and Saito was like, oh, I'm gonna go back to short hair. We were like, no! What did K Katoka do? Why? That little rat bastard. He... That... Yeah. That cuck Katoka. <laughs> <laughs> I stole that from somebody. Alright, um, so match two was Takahiro Yamamura and, and Kaito Ishida against Don Fuji and UT. This was, like, low-key one of the best matches on the entire card. Yeah. Like, this match was awesome. I love, like, first of all, I love Fuji working with the young guys because he's just the best grumpy old man. Like, just the his, his like slap tags. I would argue to, even better than Mochizuki. Mm, his yes. slap tags at UT were so awesome. Oh my god! It was like get a hold of yourself, man. Do something. Mm -mm. <laughs> and I actually really, really love this ongoing story of UT being so frustrated that um, Yamamura and Ishida are just better than him. Yeah, like, I that really, is it, probably it's, it's, one of my favorite It's my favorite thing going in Dragon Gate right now, I think. It's so it's so much fun, that fear. Yamamura. Yeah. It's, it's like... Everybody's talking at once. Go ahead, go ahead, Dylan. Dylan. Yamamura yeah. is really, really starting to look a lot like uh, a very young Shima. I have seen, I have, because I've seen, I've watched the old, he he really does, he's really started, he look, it's kind of creepy. <laughs> completely honest. Shima is true. We know how Shima is when it comes to making young dudes look like him. Okay, we remember what happened to Katoka. And it, it and it's funny, because, like, every now and then I'll see, like, real high definition pictures of Yamamura, and he looks a lot like Shima. Like, he's even starting to style his hair a little differently, and I'm like, what the hell are you doing to this child? Stop it. I don't. Yeah, it's weird. It's Say weird. But Yamamura, he's so good. And his, I think his fisherman suplex is, like, my favorite thing that he does. And I remember seeing him a couple times hitting it on dudes who are, like, way bigger than he is, like Shingo. And it always looks so good. Yeah, he and... and I, don't, I don't know how he does it, but it, he's just so good. He and, he, yeah, he and, he and Shida are very small. Like, even, like, all Dragon Gate guys, to be honest, would be, all, I think almost all of them, except maybe a few, would be considered junior heavyweights. So they're all on the smaller side. But Kaito and Yamamura are very tiny. So to see them... I mean, so, they're children. Yeah, yeah they're itty-bitty. They're itty -bitty. Uh, and to see Yamamura hit that fisherman suplex on dudes the size of Shingo is really impressive. I mean, you know, UT is not the size of Shingo, but it, it just really shows... The, the form that he has, too, which is very important. And Yamamura and Ishida are just so good, and I love this just story of UT being so frustrated that he's basically behind the pack, where Seahawk is a double champion, and Ata is, like, making strides with uh, Dragon Kid, and Maria is champion, and, well, Katota was champion, and he's, like, with Berserk. And, like, all of the millennials have completely passed him by, and now even the younger kids are completely passing him by, and UT is just like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? And, and I don't know. You're I like, hope that this leads to something. something. 
I don't know why, but it has. I don't. I don't know why it has. To okay, be so I don't know, but so I've heard rumblings that the, the issue is that they don't think UT is good at anything. That's really sad because that's not true. Yeah. I think he's great at selling. I think like he's absolutely fantastic at yeah. that. But I think sometimes Dragon Gate, like first of all, almost everybody on the roster is pretty good at selling, and second of all. I'm not saying it's unimportant for Dragon Gate because it's very, it is still very important, but it's probably less important in Dragon Gate than it is in a lot of other promotions, just because of how many like, you know, go 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 matches they have. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if that's undervalued. But I I think Uchi's a, a good wrestler. I don't dislike him, and I wish they would give him more of a chance. But I'm afraid I'm just waiting for the day that like. Fuda Nakamura, whoever that, whatever the hell his name is, debuts and beats him in his first match or something. Oh yeah, the new young guys. One of the yeah. new kids. They yeah. don't look like kids. I want to point. I just wanted. To yeah, point. they don't. They really, they look like. Them, I can't remember but the the one that has a the one that has the longer hair. Yeah, the one that has a, a mule. The one that has a mule looks like like is older than like. Say that word up. again. What? Say that word again. I don't know how to pronounce it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's a mullet. English is a weird language, okay? It's a mullet. That's what it is. I heard Do you, you want me to say it like... the French way? I'll say the French way. I don't give a shit. I, I say, it, out say it in French. I want to hear it. What's French for mullet, Jules? Mulet. Oh, really? <laughs> French yeah, for mullet it's the is same mulet? Word. It's just pronounced differently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say that from now on. Mule. Yeah, he, he looked. And he when they said that he had just debuted, I was like, "What the? F-? No, that's not possible. He looks older no, than John Mirandashita." I don't know how old he is though, because one of the new one of the new one of the newer young lions. Oh, uh, what's his name? Um, can't remember his name in New Japan. He's actually in his thirties, so. Oh, one of, the new, one of the, the new old young the lions. The new ones. The ones we don't get to watch because they've, they're being kept away from us. Yeah, so maybe he we is. Get to watch, we get to watch the, the little ones, but the, the one the that's like ones. a, a martial arts champion and the one that's like a bodybuilder, we don't. Yeah. Yeah, one of them is actually yet. in his 30s. And Honjo as well. Takumi Honjo, we don't really get to see him either. But. Yeah, yeah. no, the, the young dragons are like young dragons like, and then these two new dudes actually look much older than them yeah I'm, but yeah looking not not actually looking forward to ut being you know passed by by pretty much everybody until we have like a 35 year old ut just like lamenting on his entire existence well if he follows katoka's path he'll like snap and turn heel. uh their so names I, are yeah futa nakamura and he's actually really cute yeah that that is their names I knew I I knew one was Nakamura because I was like, look, we we lost one Nakamura to the Evil Empire, but <laughs> we have a, we have another one. The first order of the wrestling world. Yeah. Yes. So the, the terrible three. Of crap organization. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Al Seahawk. Okay. Seahawk. I have to say, so this match started out a little bit slow. It really picked up by the end. I was really loving it. When Linda Man actually tapped out T Hawk, I had no idea that was coming. I never in a million years I think that was going to happen. I like jumped out of my chair and I like I turned to Jay who was sitting right next to me and like, <laughs> like the, I you know Jay from my heart DJ and I was like did, did, did that just happen? 
Like that was basically my. I think that's exactly what I said. And he just shrugged and was like, like I couldn't believe. I was incredibly excited and happy, but I was like, wow, Linda. It's just like an incredible showing of the faith that Dragon Gate is putting into a Linda man. Because dude is like 21 years old. He debuted two years ago, right? 2014. And he didn't really do anything notable. He was never one of the most notable members of the Millennials. The minute that they put him in Overgeneration, it was like it, it became just the Linda Man gate. Because he's the star of pretty much every match that he's in. And he's got, like, 21 years old, he's got it all. He's incredibly talented, and he, the only way is up for him. He's super charismatic already. He, he's just adorable, too, but, you know. Everyone has already projected that he's going to be the future star of Dragon Gate. Yeah. He is going um, to be, like... And the fact that he beats Double Champion T-Hawk, that's just, like... And, I mean, we know that he's kind of a pet project for Shima and everything. And that's, like... By the way, the such an incredible T-Hawk show tur- of the faith the that they have in him, and I love that. They have to keep T Hawk strong, people. It's like, okay, he just did a clean job here. What do you yeah, want? He just, like, he just did a clean job for the kids who still. I wouldn't call that a job. I, so, I, I, I wouldn't. Like, call I think that it's. I think it's fair to say that T Hawk's. That we can't consider T Hawk any kind of rookie anymore at this point. Mm-mm. Yeah, and T Hawk is officially like, like Ada. Still, yeah, because Ada's not gone very far, you know. And Linda still, yeah, but T-Hawk is officially a full-fledged... He's carrying two belts right now, and every you know everyone assumed he would drop one really fast, and he's not dropped either of them yet, so, yeah, I register to say he's a fully-fledged roster member. Like, I, wouldn't, yeah, but... I wouldn't even call that a job, to be honest, but that's maybe that's just me. But, like, I don't know. I just love that they are not afraid of showing the trust that they put into these young guys because we know that a ton of other companies wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's but, not like yeah, necessarily was... even trying to like, I'm, I was going to say, I'm not even trying to like take shots at like other companies, but how rare is it? For a champion, much less a double champion, how rare is it for a champion to lose cleanly to a young guy like that? And I just, I'm just happy with everybody. I mean, most, most, most wrestling, most uh, companies in Japan, their young guys don't even get the kind of opportunities that El Lindeman has to win at all. Yeah, like yeah. they are put in, they are put in, they are put in opening matches and smaller matches and. Um, exhibition matches, but they aren't ever, there's not really, it's not that they don't have faith in them, it's that they want to build them up at a more slow-paced rate, and then, you know, we all know New Japan does their excursion trips uh, before their guys come back and then actually become um, real threats on the roster, but Dragon Gate has, you know, Dragon Gate has, the way that they do things is very unique for them, that they pull their guys, you know, and they have them because I know, you know, a lot of people forget this. T-Hawk's been around for Five a years. while, but L. Lindemann's only been around for a couple years. And, like, I think, I, I mean, they must know that they have, like, gold on their hands with Linda. 
Well, I mean, everything we've heard, we've heard Jay say, and we kind of have to rely on Jay here because, like, you, we, we, we speak English, we don't speak Japanese. We can't really tell um, if someone's good at their promos or not because we can't understand what they're saying. You can only really gauge their emotion when they say, when they speak in the microphone. But every, all the reports I've heard from the actual Japanese fans and from Jay is that uh, Linda is abnormally good on the microphone for his age. Yep. And that's very important in a company like Dragon Gate that's heavily reliant on promos. Because they they do a lot of stuff. He's a complete package, and there's like, this win hopefully will prop him, and it was just important for him to get a win like that. I did not expect it at all, but I'm really, really, really happy that it happened. And especially, also, it shuts up the fucking smarts, so, you know. (laughs) Always a good thing when they shut the fuck up. Honestly, like, All oh, right. they got to make T-Hawk look strong. You know where you can put your opinion? I, okay, I Like anyway. I said, I will never forget the night I was watching some Dragon Gate show on Taima, and all they were doing was putting a picture of a T-Hawk macro and Roman Reigns quotes next to it, and it was absolutely unbearable. Like, oh my like, god. The Taima chat Get is, like, one jokes. of the... The Taima <laughs> chat is one of the top five things that annoy me the most in the entire world. The only the only good thing they ever did was the Shingo Takagi macro next to fuck the elderly. That was the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm tr- I'm trying to uh, anyway. I'm still thinking about everybody sending me these pictures of Mochizuki at the Tokyo Dragon Live show and now I'm I'm fine. Carry on. <laughs> Um, Tomorrow is Monday. Oh God, Jules! That's for tomorrow those of you, so for those of you who don't know. It's Mochizuki Monday tomorrow. Mochizuki <laughs> <laughs> Monday. Anyway, fuck the elderly. I'm that's, crying. That's... Let's move on. Um, what was the next match? Match four. Match four is Yoshino Tozawa. And Big R Shimizu oh, yeah, against Shima, Shima, Gamma, and KZ. Gamma and KZ, right? First of all, everybody dancing after KZ's theme song was amazing. I almost died watching Shima and Gamma yeah. just dance but, out man, to the you know, Oh, my God. Poor KZ. You poor know, we just talked about how much man. faith Dragon Gate has in Linda, and we still haven't been able to figure out why they don't have that faith in KZ. Unexplainable. Like, because I don't know. he's, I don't he's know. absolutely he's absolutely one of their hardest workers, and the fans love him, and he's so charismatic and funny, and and they don't ever let him do anything, and they've even got him bouncing between units right now. Like he says, like I don't really know what I want to do, and I'm like, well, that's you know a nice storyline, but you know what would elder what would what else would be a nice storyline? Um, if he like won a title, and actually got to hold on to it for a little while, that'd be nice. Yeah, he did say he did say that he wanted to team up with Shima a little bit more. So this is nice that they they're um, that this, they're like continuing onto that story. KZ, but yeah, KZ, I mean he continues to be like we said last time the most valuable KZ. Mm-mm. So good, just so good. I love the team of Shima and Gamma, and words cannot express how much I love the weird dads teaming up together. Mm, I mean, they are so the funny. Husbands, the true husbands of the husbands, days. yes. And, you know, Monster Express. 
and yet another veteran who puts the shots with plan over. Very, which is very important. I thought they're really, yeah, they're actually, which is nice to see because um, when Big R Shimizu forgot his gear, Shiva gave him a public dressing down for it, like in front of the crowd, and that yeah. was super uncomfortable. Every time he yells at the Embarrassing. children, I'm, I'm just like, I'm like, go away, you mean ass old man. Just <laughs> leave these children alone. They're they're babies. They made mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's like humiliate him, and it's so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And now you know Shima. Yeah, but I love that. He's a that. great wrestler, but he's kind of an asshole sometimes. That's the thing. Oh, she, oh obviously. It's, it's, but it's the appeal. It's the appeal of Shima is that is the, the asshole-ish ace, you know. But, yeah, really, really, really loving how more and more it's showing that they have faith in these young guys and Shima putting the shot put slam over after Mochizuki did it in the Big T versus um, um, Mochifuji match. Just really loving the fact that Big R is getting to, like... He's getting, getting himself a lot. That's so built. nice. Ew, what the... F- oh. John? Sorry. No, I'm here. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm loving the work that they're doing with, uh, with Big R right now. Just, like, rebuilding him after, you know, his, his 2015, like I said last time, was... Last really loss, to say the least. But... He's getting there. He's getting there. And like you said, like, this is a guy that's absolutely going to be important for the future. So I don't have a problem with him pinning Shima clean. I think it's just one of these important things that need to happen for a company to move forward. One of the young, one of the young dragons have, has pinned Shima clean, too. So, like, if anyone actually I think, has I a problem... Yeah, Yamamura pinned Shima clean. So if Yamamura. anyone actually has a problem with Big R Shimizu doing it... And not Yamamura doing it. That's how you know it's a personal thing and not just... Um, and besides, you know, Shima is, yes, he was the ace of Dragon Gate. But you know what? It's time to move on from the man. He did pretty much everything you could want to do. He even, you know, said himself when they uh, dropped the Triangle Gate that these belts were for younger people. And that he didn't, you know, he wanted to look toward the future. So, yeah, he needs to be putting over these younger kids. Because that's, that's the job he's got right now in Dragon Gate is making them look good. If he wants Dragon Gate to continue to be successful and to continue to be one of the most talked about promotions, then yeah, this is the job he needs to do is putting the younger kids over. He's a company man. God bless his heart. <laughs> so, um, that was match four. Was there was there something else was at the main event right right after? I think we need to like get a get going a little bit. Because we've already got like an hour and a half on this, and we haven't even done half of the outline, so. <laughs> All right, so the semi-main, the punch Tomonaga must yeah, retire okay, match. You, um, you got to see my son live. I completely I did get to see. I completely forgot that this match happened. God. It was amazing. Anyway, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I was so scared. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he was. I remember that. I was, like, constantly DMing Jules, like, about how worried I was for him. And everyone was and like... It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't, like, he wasn't even asking me about the results. The, 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 the messages were like, is Punch retired yet? Like, he had no faith whatsoever. Have you, have you met Dragon Gate recently? Every, every <laughs> good thing that I had in Dragon Gate is slowly being destroyed. Yeah. So, um, like, so this is, I still want to know this, why they were like, okay, I guess Shima can't be in the match. <laughs> okay, we'll go. 
All right, Gamma can't be in either. All right, whatever. And then they were like, okay, all, all right, I guess we'll just agree with Doi, and we're not going to try to put up a fight. It's Black well, on the other side, why the, hell, why the hell did Doi agree to put Katoka and Mondari Ryu in the match? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the brightest move by him either. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't typically do smart things. He just kind of... <laughs> it's another. It's more proof Literally about how little he, he saw the threat. So this was a really fun tag live. The crowd was like super, super, super into it, as you probably imagine. But um, so yeah, Ita got the win, submitting Katoka. Afterwards, Dory got really mad at Katoka and just I think just like hit him and left. I forget what he did. Did he just, did he just like slap him in the face? I, I, think? I don't remember. Like, yeah. Um, he was definitely so that was angry, that. but. So that was really, that was the first half I, I, of the Berserk meltdown. I am probably I am probably one of the only ah, real, I'm probably one of the only real big punch Tama, punch Tomanaga fans out there. But his moonsaults during that match were so smooth, and I love where somebody goes to hit him and he just like bends his entire body in half backwards to avoid it because the crowd just gasps every single time, and it's really something because he just folds himself in half backwards, Mm-mm. and it's amazing, and I love it. He's very... He's so over with the crowds. It's so cute. All right, so then we have the semi-main event, or the main event, actually. What the hell am I talking about? There's one There's one match at the end, too. But anyway, the main event, which was the Jimmy's team, including the one-night-only Jimmy Masaki against Berserk, Shingo, Yamato, Naoki, and Kong. Um, Mochi's partners were Suzumu, Kaness, and Kanda. So it was like an M2K reunion, too. First of all, they came out for that Jimmy's train directly in front of us. I don't know if I made TV or not. I watched, actually, like, I watched the, when I watched the broadcast, I was actually looking for, all like, all the people that I knew in the crowd. And I know that Alan Forel actually is, like, right center of the screen, looking like a little kid on Christmas morning when Mochizuki, actually, like, passes in front of him and hands him a program. Yeah. So that was, like... But I, I was sitting funny. right down. I was sitting right down the row from him. Do I make TV too or not? I'm gonna have to check again because I was looking at Mochi. I know someone told me that the New Japan Korean show April first. You can clearly see me on TV when Toriyano comes out or something. I need to check that out. Because like I was in the bleacher. Everyone's I was on the bleacher favorite side drunk uncle. Yeah, but um. Yeah. So the main. But anyway, so they came out right in front of us and walked right past us to the to get down there. So that was amazing. And then they took on the Berserk team, and the match was amazing. Mm. I've never seen a match like this where, like, the, the Berserk team is not getting along. They keep doing friendly fire at each other, and sometimes on purpose, but the match just keeps going. Like, it doesn't disrupt the flow at all, and they just keep going and going and going like a normal crazy eight-man. It was incredibly impressive to watch them work this dissension gimmick in. Like, okay, if this was WWE, for instance, the dissension <laughs> gimmick would be it. There would be no match. It would be 15 minutes of two partners being un- unable to get along, and there wouldn't be any spots. It would just be them arguing constantly. And you'd be like, okay, yeah. I want this to end. This, it's like they argued, and they got in each other's face, yeah, and they even hit each other, like, but the match just kept going anyway, and it was still fantastic. It was so, so good. I mean, Yamato it really, it really, It really comes across that Berserk, even if they are having their own problems, they want to win. Yeah, And exactly. they did not sacrifice... Mm-hmm. And how much they I mean, wanted to win the that match. Problem. No, I, I think that's like the entire problem of Reserve right now is that it's a a clash of egos. 
I mean, the literally the three three of the most egotistical people in all of Dragon Gate are in a group together, which is why I was always like, they're going to end up breaking up. Because there's no way that Yamato is just going to be able to chill with Shingo forever. And they are the ones where the dissension really started. They're the ones who really started fighting, yeah. so it was, it was real nice to well, I mean, see that come through. I mean, obviously it has to do with Katoka being the weak link, but, you know, Yamato and Shingo having their problems... They were going to. Like, they've always had problems. I mean, that's how Akatsuki ended. Yeah. It's like I showed Jules that picture. Dragon Gate is the story of that fucking elephant holding the knife that says elephants never forget and (laughs) never forgive. And that's all of Dragon Gate. It's only Yamato is the elephant. It's only a matter of time until they remember that they hate each other. (laughs) And any little thing is going to set them off. So, um... So that was the the main event. It was really really fun. Um, the Susumu ended up pinning Yamato with Jumbo Nokachi. Thank God. And then, yes. And then Jeez. after the match, after the match, we had the berserk. It broke down to a total brawl. The other members came out, and then Dory goes to be like, "Okay, well we got two sides here now." Since Cyber Kong finally picked a side, and he picked, um, you know, he picked he picked Shingo's side, and then but, yeah. which Yamato was very very upset by. Because, like, they're best friends and stuff. He's like, yeah. do you know what a mistake you just made? He was like, he seemed like he was very hurt by this. Aww. But, um, so Dory is like, it's okay, you got the perfect, so the perfect, the perfect sides here for three on three. Me, Yamato, and Naoki against Kong, Shingo, and Katoka. Forgetting that Mandari <laughs> Uzi exists, I guess. Also, yeah, I don't but, know what that was about, like... They just like completely but, uh, forgot that Mondai Ryu was a thing. I mean, I mean, so, he he's very forgettable. So so Yagi comes in and is like, "You fucked up," and he's like, <laughs> "You've done it now. I'm not giving you a three versus three match, but there's six of you, and we need a cage match with someone losing their hair. So I'm putting the six of you in the cage." And Dory's reaction, <laughs> so so upset by this news. And then, basically, Kong is like, I don't want to put my mask up again. And Mondai Ryu comes in. And did you see what Jay translated this as? He was like, no, Mondai Ryu basically told, basically told Kong, don't start no shit, there won't be no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they have a quick match where the winner doesn't have to be in the cage and a loser has to be in the cage and risk their mask. And Mondai Ryu won in 30 seconds for such a flip. So Kong is in the cage, Mondai Ryu is not. And Mondai Ryu uh, is actually uh, the Brave Gate challenger for Dead or Alive. Yeah. Which is... Which so, is... That's, that's... Well, look, the rest of the, the, rest of the roster... The rest of the roster is busy, I guess. Is the I, I, yeah, I don't think he's going to win. If, you know, for the record. I really don't think he's going to win. But how... He's a, but, no, he's but, a non-factor. But would you really put it? Would you really put it past Dragon Gate to have Mondai Ryu be like the only member of Berserk standing, like laughing at the end? Like I mean, it's Mondai Ryu, so yeah, I would because it's it's him. He's not. You guys know I'm a pessimist at heart. Yeah, I I mean I am too. Hence why I just kept like you're trying to tell me all the exciting results of the show, and I just kept asking you if they if Punch had been retired yet. If you're always pessimistic, you're either always right or you're pleasantly surprised. You know, it has its ups. It has its upside, but um, I really he's such a non-factor. The rest of the roster, he's such a non-factor though. I really don't think because then you know he's 
he's nothing. He he really is nothing. He never he doesn't really ever win. He's usually the fall guy. So I don't, I really don't think he's gonna win, especially if he doesn't have the entire rest of Berserk there to cheat for yeah. him back up, I, which he's not gonna have because they're fighting. I mean, you never know. You never know. So yeah, then, so we had. So we had all that stuff, and then after after Berserk finally leaves the ring, the Jimmys kind of get back in and are like, by the way, we won. <laughs> in case you <laughs> forgot, because it's been so long now with all this crazy stuff. So yeah, and that closed out the show. With the G- I got to see a live Jimmy's train. Oh yeah. And Mochizuki um, was part of it. Did, did, was everyone, did everyone forget what the stipulation of that match was? That if they lost, they yeah, would have to explain because Yamato was so confused as to why they wanted to fight him. He's like, you're going to have to tell me, and he, they didn't win. No, 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 not just tell him. Explain clearly and, cons- and concisely exactly why this match was taking place. That was the best. That segment, though, was the best thing ever, because I got to watch Yamato corpse while the while the Jimmys and Mochizuki were jumping up in his face and yelling at him, because he was laughing. He was trying to be serious, and he just kept breaking out laughing. And they and they never did explain to him why the match happened. So. He lost. He didn't get to, he didn't get an explanation. I, I would have loved if, like, the stipulation was Mochizuki came out, and he had, like, a book report, basically, he wrote, about, like, why the match was happening. And it's like, if I... If, if we lose, I have to read this. <laughs> I have to calmly explain why this match is happening. So, yeah. But, um, my prepared statement, but no, so, you didn't have to read Yagi, it. Yagi makes the, 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 the cage match for Dead or Alive and a whole Berserk match. And then we get to the, the stipulation is actually pretty... It's kind of different from what we... I mean, kind of different. It's... Uh, um, not only, you know, must the loser um, get their hair shaved or must unmask, but also that has to stay that way for an entire year. Yeah. I don't even remember I, why. It doesn't that. matter for the mask. It doesn't matter for the mask people because they're just going to be unmasked forever. Mm. But if you get shaved, you have to be bald for a whole year. For a which year. Is, which I told, I told and, you about this. That would be really unfortunate for Shingo because at one point in his career, he did. <laughs> he cut his mullet off and nobody recognized him. We've yeah. made the jokes about how generic he is before, but he li- they literally could not recognize him without his hair. So if he loses his hair, everybody's going to go yeah. back to not knowing who he is. So so let's quickly amazing. go into Dead or Alive here. Um, yeah, and there's and so the stipulation also stands for the... The delegate. Uh, delegate. The delegate, right? And all right, so let's actually, get... um, almost, ho- almost the entire Dead or Alive card, except for the opener and the Brave and Twin Gate matches, and obviously the cage match are singles matches to determine the delegates. And some of them are very interesting, so that's why I want to get into this. Member. And so, some of them are very so interesting, and I thought we could just uh, go quickly yeah. and say um, who our picks are for these matches okay. and for who is so, the So, let's quickly give, let's get the rules real quick. Okay. So, the delegate matches all have a, I believe, 10-minute time limit, right? Yep, absolutely. If in the event of a draw, any kind of draw, both fighters become delegates, so they both become that delegates. That is so many fighters. sprint matches. Yeah. Um, inside the cage, a competitor has to first score pinfall submission before they're allowed to escape the cage. The pinfall that's your, that's your, that's your frees. Right. Yeah, that's usual. The pinfall frees the delegate from the risk. So, let's say Cyber Kong gets a pin, even if Cyber Kong ends up losing anyway and he, can, and he can't get to the flag, his delegate would not lose their hair because the delegate's free from the risk once once Cyber Kong gets a pin. Mm. Um, so they escape the cage and their own risk by retrieving one of the five flags at the top of the cage after they get a pin. 
This is why the the, the Katoka person, they were like, I I think they told the, the two Katoka people like, yo, you guys are in trouble because Katoka can't pin anybody in that match. So, <laughs> yeah, so let's get into this here. First of all, the Naruki Doi delegate selection, the overgeneration dad divorce match. No! Shima, Don't say Shima. that. Shima versus Gamma. I can't believe you went there. This is how dare you? They would never. They would never divorce. All right, the dad domestic disturbance match. Okay. Okay. Dads are having. Why are my dads fighting match? So Gamma she, versus Shima. Who do we have? Dylan, who do you have? <laughs> is Gamma gonna beat Shima now? Like after? No, I don't think so. Gamma. He he might. But like, I mean, what what real loss is it for him? To, I mean, what real loss is it for either of them to really use the, lose their hair? Their hair is really really short. I'm gonna call a draw on this one. They yeah. could go to a draw. That was actually my pick. That was actually my pick. So we you, are we all gonna agree with draw? Yep, I think they're drawing. Dylan, what do you think? Yeah, that sounds. Um. Then the uh, Cybertron delegate match is Mochizuki versus Casey. Casey's winning this. I've, I I I was literally about to say I have Casey winning this. I don't know how. I don't know by which miracle. With the with the with the with the Sky Schoolboy, I think. Yeah, that yeah yeah yeah. 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 Sky Schoolboy. So we, we all agree on this one too. Yeah, that's it's Casey's going to take that. I have Casey winning too. So Cybertron right. delegate will. Will be Mochizuki because that'll be funny. And I'm really be, looking for. I'm actually look, really Mochizuki, looking for. Mochizuki and Cybercon have so much history because remember Mochizuki keep would would keep like Cybercon would approach Mochizuki and be like please teach me pro wrestling and then he would turn on him usually that night <laughs> so like that's he's done that to him like three times mm-hmm. or something so it's like ridiculous anyway and I'm can Mochizuki- I just say I'm that's probably the delegate match that I'm most looking forward to I think but yeah so so Mochizuki I think this be will be really good. So. It probably will be. Um, so, the Naoki Tanizaki delegate selection match. Fuji Don versus Fuji Saito. Versus Saito. I, have Saito. I, I have Saito winning. I have Fuji winning. Uh, uh, Dylan? Uh, I'm going to go with Saito because Naoki is still an ex-Jimmy. So. Yeah. I, I, I feel like Saito that history that reason. history will figure in there. Uh, oh, so you, mean, so you mean Fuji will win then? Yeah. Okay. So Saito will be the delegate. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, that's why I have Saito as delegate too, actually. I, yeah, it would be. It would be. If they if they put up Jimmy in a position to be the delegate for Naoki and then didn't go with that, I would be really surprised. It makes more sense for their storyline than it would be for Fuji to be the delegate. Mm-mm. All right. So the Katoka delegate selection. So <laughs> Zawa against Toshino. I have Tozawa. I I have a ten minute draw on this one. Oh really? Why? Yeah. yeah. Because I think they're both going to be the delegate, because I think it'll be funny. Oh, God. <laughs> that their Tozawa would be screaming <laughs> on the outside the entire time. Hey, we'll be... I mean, yes, of course. What do you got, Dylan? Uh, either it goes to a draw, or Tozawa's going to be the delegate. Because yeah, the I have Tozawa, of Tozawa I have... standing on the outside and screaming at Kotoko would be so funny. Screaming and yelling about not wanting to go to the Global Cruise Race Series <laughs> Ball. <laughs> Then we have the Shindo delegate match. No, no, Yamato. Uh, I don't know. In order, 
I mean, in order, uh, it's Cybertron, Shindro, Yamato, Naoki, Doi, and Soja. Uh, maybe I'm looking at an older one. I don't know. But yeah, so anyway, let's just do Yamato next real quick. Okay, so Yamato is... Suzumu and Soccer. <laughs> I mean... Suzumu is winning. Yeah, there's... So yeah. Soccer is the delegate, which is yeah. yeah. hilarious, too. Yeah. This is, Hollywood Soccer Jikawa is going to need Yamato to escape that damn cave. <laughs> to keep his back. And... The heat will be the thing is, he doesn't really wear a mask, but he also oh. doesn't have hair. Like we, in his, when he was when he was doing yeah. the um, the stalker Gracie gimmick, he didn't wear any of his head stuff except for the ears. He doesn't. Didn't they? Didn't that's what I'm trying to say though. Didn't they say for him that what what he's putting at stake is like the gimmick, basically, like oh, being just... able to wear the head, the head stuff and all that. I, I could have sworn that's what they said, Mm-mm. but. I could be wrong on this, but I could have sworn I read that. Somewhere. If he loses his gimmick, he officially has nothing. That poor man. I know. That's why it'll be great. Um, so yeah, I, Sokka's <laughs> going to man who's up. lost everything. Yeah. We all agree Sokka's going the What? We all agree Sokka's the delegate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then and Shingo. the Shingo delegate match, which is Kanda versus Tominata, which should be a hidden gem. I said it. Yeah, but definitely. Punches the, punches the delegate for this. Uh, that would, has to be that would make the most amount of sense because it has to Shingo, be Shingo it, it, abused the holy fuck out of him. It has to be to get Honda winning. Yeah. yeah. And Punch going to be the delegate. Like, Punch being the delegate for Shingo would be the most delicious, like, continuity thing. And as a writer, my dick is hard. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, Shingo, Shingo's delegate is going to be Punch Tomonaga, who's desperately going to be... I remember when he was just like, he sadly stated, without my hair, I won't be Punch Tomonaga anymore. <laughs> he's, he's, so he's like, my whole life, my whole life is... He actually, he, I remember his hair before he had the stuff he has now, and it was actually really cute, so... But he won't have any hair. He'll be okay without <laughs> his hair. I, I mean, uh, Saito survived without his hair, so... He will literally open... look like an egg. The Brave Gate title match, we all kind of agree Maria's retaining, right? We already kind of talked about that. Yeah. I'm going to say yes just because I want to be the optimist, but with Dragon Gate, I can't put my faith in anything or anyone anymore. So the semi-main event is the Twin Gate match with Big T against Dragon Kid and Ida. I think Big T is retaining here, but it's possible they're going to go right to Dragon Kid really? and Ida. I, it uh, wouldn't be the first time they had something like that happen. I, w- I would actually... I don't know if you're, you know, this is hard because you still have to establish Big T as, like, a credible team after they dethrone the Amadoi, but you also want to establish Dragon and Ata as a credible team. So, I don't, honestly, I'm 50-50 split on that one, maybe leaning think, a think, little more towards Ata and Dragon Kid, but... I, I, I would prefer if Dragon Kid and Ata did not win because, like I said... DK doesn't need the rub. He doesn't need, you know, we know DK's amazing. He, de- You know, their team does need to be established, but this is not the way to go through with it. Like, if they bounce back and challenge it a later time, maybe, but it's more important for T-Hawk and Big R than it is for Ada and DK. It would be possible for Ata and Dragon Kid to... It's a long shot, but to win the Summer Adventures Hadley. But I don't think Big T will be champion uh, by then so I'm not I don't know but like I said I'm really 50-50 because you still need to establish Big T as a, like a credible 
team after they beat the most dominant champions in history. So, yeah, I'm 50-50. Yeah, they Maybe look like, they look like they, a little bit. It looks almost like a mistake if they lose the titles right after winning them. Mm-hmm. Because it looks, they look, they look like they got lucky. And you can't do that to them when they're this. Uh, yeah, that is very true. That is, I completely agree with that. So, yeah, I think, I think Big T's going to win. All right, so, main event. The six-way, mask versus hair, double wrist, one-year bald head, steel cage survival match. <laughs> Shingo, Naoki Doi, Yamato, Tanazaki, Cybercon, Katoka. Who is leaving bald? I have Shingo losing, actually. I could say it. I have, and I, have, case, I, have I have three possibilities. I know, like, but everybody has Katoka. I have Katoka, I have Shingo, and I have Yamato. Because he's literally really the weakest thing. And you have what? I have uh, Yamato, too. No! I don't know. Not that I want him to lose, but it would not be unrealistic for him to lose. (laughs) They could go really really left field and have Cybercon lose. He's had that fucking mask for, like, what, 12... 12 years now? It's like, Jesus. Actually, my, my pick, like, if I had to pick, like, several, I'm really kind of dead set on Shingo, even though it's probably going to be Katoka. Get rid of but that. But I have yeah. either Shingo or Doi, because Payback's a bitch. It would be some sweet revenge for Doi to lose his hair. He would have a Do breakdown. <laughs> he would throw a tantrum. He would scream... His spirit would be broken. That would be great. After all the shit he right. pulled. You're talking me into it being Doi, so I'm going to go Doi too. Why mm-hmm. not? Yeah, I have like either Shingo or Doi or, or the kind of... I feel like Kutoka is too obvious of a result for it to actually be the actual result. I agree. So I That's have either perfect. Shingo or Doi. Hmm? My feeling too is it's not going to be Kutoka. Yeah, I have Shingo or Doi. Uh, that would be the sweetest. Just... Just the sweetest thing. I could I could still see it being Yamato too though. Like just because he's on just because he's every you know, just because he's on the edge of a face turn, that would be what turns him all the way was losing that match. I mean, we know that Yamato looks really cute with any hairstyle, so I'm not really like bothered by it, but I'm a little his, bit bothered by it. His curls are just so pretty. But we know he can rock the bald head, so yeah, because he's had it before, so. Yep. Still, I would love if Shingo lost. Just I'm get still going that, with Shingo or Doi. Get rid of that ugly-ass mullet hawk. Get rid of I, I was looking at old pictures, and I saw his, the fucking leopard mullet. The most horrifying thing to happen in Dragon Gate history was Shingo Takagi's leopard mullet hawk. It was so bad. Shave him now before he can go that far again. I hate, I, I, he has such bad hair, sorry. He, re- he he has, like, weird colors dyed into the back of it, and I'm like, you actually look like an idiot. Just cut your hair. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many wrestlers in Japan, too, who do the, who have the sides of their head shaved and stuff, and Shingo, without a doubt, has the worst hair. It's all, like, weirdly it's long terrible. at the back. Just get it it's... over with. Kill it. Kill it. So, yeah. Kill him, too, while we're at it. Oh, God. Here we go. Anyway, so now that we've gone 
through Dead or Alive, we can do a little bit of uh, King of Gate predictions. I know it's pretty early to do that, but Case, oh my god, Case, rest, bless his soul, actually sent rest me... Rest in pieces. <laughs> actually sent me a, a crazy, like, Google dog of... <laughs> Like several pages of of King of Gate fantasy bookings, which were just a wild ride from start to finish. He had KZ winning the whole thing. (laughs) 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 I like I I like I think he sent it when I was sleeping. He sent it one day while I was sleeping because of the time difference, and I literally I woke up and the first thing that I did was check my DMs on Twitter, and I had this enormous King of Gate fantasy booking right up from Chase, and I lost my entire mind reading it. And he he had he actually he had Casey winning the whole thing, and then he had Casey Yamato and Maria uh, forming a unit. <laughs> And it was incredible. Just, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, probably he's probably going to kill me for exposing this on the on the podcast. But it was the one of the best things I have ever read in my life. You know, that's that's an you know you you mentioned the units. That's a thing to uh, bring up real quick. Um, Berserker having their little war right now, but what happens after the cage match? Because I remember when Mad Blanky had their fight that spilled into the cage. It wasn't all of them, obviously. But when they had their fight that spilled into the cage, and they thought that their issues were over and done with, and that was when Hulk turned on them. Do we see Berserk thinking they can make up, and then Yamato leaving Berserk? Or do we see them breaking off into this fracture? Because, I mean, I don't don't necessarily know if Doi would want to stay in Berserk without Yamato. Because he he knows, he knows, um... He knows who the most talented member of their group is. If he loses Yamato, what does he have left? That's a good point. Because I was thinking about that. I'm like, do they do? Is it is that they they're like, okay, we had our cage match. Now we make up and we move on and we get back to power. And then Yamato walks out, or does Yamato walk out with Doi and Tanizaki with him still? Or it's a good question. I don't know. So I'm very interested to see where it goes because I really have no idea. Because that's not that doesn't tend to be the way that units break up. It yeah. usually they get forcefully broken up in a unit disbands match. But um, but like I said, it could be that they think that their problems are over and then Yamato leaves anyway. But if he takes Doi and Tanizaki with him, you know what happens to Berserk, which will be cut down to four members. Right. Um, so I guess we're going to have to wait and see. I, I would guess that probably it's going to be just Yamato leaving, and the rest of them will kind of make up, but we'll Yamadori see Yamadori is finally going to be broken up. I, That's what I, I think. I kind of I kind of want Yamato to take people with him, but maybe not the people we expect. I want him to take Doi at the very least. I don't even necessarily like Doi, but you don't split up Yamadori. That would be a foolish I think, mistake. I think if, he, if, if, he's take, if he's taking someone, I think he's probably taking... Either Doi or Tanizaki. Because I don't see, like, Cybercon being like, my friend again! But, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just... Yamato is leaving, and Yamato is probably winning King of Gates, so... That would be... Yeah, okay. Cool. I, I just found the doc. Kay sent me 14 pages of fantasy booking. 
all of the routine. You can't find the time to write 14 pages. (laughs) I don't know. You gotta share it with me. I should see this. You have to send it to me. What? You have to send me this. I will send it to you. It's literally, it's a play-for-play detailed of every (laughs) single show of Change of Gate and after. And it's amazing. And he's probably going to kill me for exposing him on the podcast, but it's just one of the best things I've ever read in my life. Kill you from beyond the grave? Because Case is dead? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Case had KZ winning King of Gate in his fantasy booking. As much as I would love for that to happen, it's not happening. Um, yeah, I feel like... I think I looking feel at like the Dragon- blog... Right, mm-hmm. I feel like Dragon Gate has had multiple chances where they could throw the ball in KZ's court, and they have repeatedly chosen not to do that, and that's not an accident. For some reason. So but I like, really... looking, looking... Go ahead. No, I was, I was going to say, looking at the blocks real quick, um, we are we agree that, like, the semifinals are, like, A block winner versus B block winner, and then C block winner versus D block winner or something. Right? I can't remember right now exactly, but... I assume so. Yeah, that's it, right? John? I believe so, yeah. yes. So, like, looking at the blocks, like, I obviously have Yamato winning A block, which also includes Shingo. And for B block, I have Tozawa winning that block. C block, I kind of want to go with T-Hawk. And uh, block, D block, I'm going with um, Doi. Not Yoshino. I don't know why, but I had ju- I just have that feeling. But I think it would be very interesting to have Doi versus Yamato in the finals of King of Gate. But if it were up to me, Lindemann would win the whole tournament. So, I'm not, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, I don't have by the way, vote, so. that this year they switched to a round robin format for the first time ever. Mm. They've never done round robin for King of Gate before. It's always been single elimination. Yeah, single, so single I would. So that's really exciting because round robin tournaments are way cooler, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. I love. I love round robin. They're very confusing towards the end when you're trying to like crunch the numbers to see who can make it to the finals. But otherwise, I don't understand. I've never really understood why American wrestling doesn't do them. It's one of the weirdest. I mean, American wrestling doesn't. No, not well. American wrestling doesn't do enough tournaments in general, but they they never yeah. do round robin. They're not American wrestling is not very good when they do tournaments in general, though, because they don't really. I don't know. I feel like there's about. I feel like American wrestling has about a billion problems, but like I don't know, just the screwy booking that American wrestling favors in tournaments really hurts the tournaments. Yeah. Like I remember um, a million times when they do Battle of Los Angeles. I know there's like a billion complaints um, almost every year about the way they book some of those matches to end. So. Anyway, um, round robin tournaments are great. I'm glad Dragon Gate has one this year. I hope it continues like this every year. But it's, um, it's I have I have no idea. I mean, I would assu- I would assume Yamato's winning this just to get the shot against Shingo, but I don't really I think know. It's who- like, yeah. But usually the winner of Kangate does not get the title shot at World, and I thought Yamato no. was going to beat him at World, so maybe he isn't going to win yeah. this. I don't know. I don't know. Who, who do you have winning if Yamato doesn't win? If Yamato doesn't win? Hmm. I don't know. I, you could would go, I would go to Tozawa, but... If Tozawa... If, if, we think that, if we think the Global Cruiserweight Series is going to lead to Tozawa leaving, which there has been some hints of that, 
because he's been talking a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's about, why I was talking that's a that's lot about was... team best friends reuniting because Uha is already in the WWE. Ricochet hasn't really talked about it, but there's a general feeling that once he gets his stuff done with New Japan, he's going to probably head in that direction too. And then Tozawa's been talking a lot about it. So if we think Tozawa is going to be going there, then he'll probably get... He could win King of Gate and get in a title shot, and then that be his last thing, because Uha's last match was a title shot against BB Hulk. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. I would... And, I mean, we've been waiting... We've been waiting for that Shango versus Tozawa title match, so... Why not? Yeah, Why so not it is, have it, it is, that way? Mm-hmm. It is very possible, Yeah. I still try to have Yamato like at the top, but I don't know. Because it is true that it would probably be better to have that match um, at Kobe World, where I don't think the King of Gate... Then again, King of Gate runs pretty late. It's yeah, it is, possi- it is possible that because it's around Robin this year, yeah, it they runs, are going to go straight. It runs until June 12th. Yeah, so then it is definitely possible the winner is going to go possible, there, too. Possible, yeah, that the yeah. title match. In which case, Yamato would be a lot. I'm hyped. Yeah, I'm hyped. I mean, Yamato, Yamato was a lot, like, even before they announced, like, that it was around Robin. For me, the moment that they, they started to have dissension uh, uh, in Berserk, I was like, hmm, you know what? What? Why not? But, yeah, I think... It's definitely one of the most probable scenarios, considering and that it's, King it's of also, Gate is also it's it's also my one of my favorite um, facts about Dragon Gate is that Yamato was the one who Shingo beat Shima after Shima's long ass legendary reign, and then Yamato and then Yamato turned <laughs> right around and beat him in his first defense. Yeah, like Shingo. They were talking about the Zero Defense Club. Uh, Saito was talking to Shingo about that, and Shingo is in that club because of Yamato. Mm-mm. Yeah. That that was hilarious when when Shingo started getting on Suzumu's case about being in the Zero Defense Club, and then Ryusaito was like, "Yes, Suzumu's in that club. I'm in that club. But you know who else is in that club? You, you big doofus." (laughs) (laughs) Shingo would rewrite Dragon Gate history to make himself look so much better if he could. (laughs) But um, yeah, I met we met Shingo by the way on our trip. Like he just happened to be walking down a random like, street we were walking down to go to our hotel in, like, the Suidobashi area right by, you know, Kurikin and Tokyo Dome. And he was really nice. He, like, stopped and took photos with us and then even, like, took a photo with his own camera, too, so he could have a copy of it. So that was kind of cool. And he tweeted it out, and we thought he was insulting us at first, but it turned out just to be a, a poor translation <laughs> by by the Google Translate oh, Isn't it Bang that does the translations? Whatever, Bing, Google. The tra- so, some, it's some so weird. It's so weird with the Bing translations because I follow so many Japanese wrestlers and I'm just constantly translating what they say. And sometimes it doesn't make any sense, and then other times it's a perfect translation. And other, and I'm like, does it really say that? Because that is actually the first time I've ever seen perfect subject verb agreement. Uh, that was yeah. I saw that you met Shingo and that you met Tozawa too, and I was like, Ugh. At, oh, at Tozawa, least, Tozawa. At least you didn't meet Mochi because then I, Tozawa hung out with us for like an hour. Then I, I would have had to kill, to kill all. Shingo of was like two seconds. Okay, so so I didn't really tell this story, but so we're getting out of um, Kurikan Hall, okay, and two of the people we were with, um, who like live in Japan, were like, we should go 
we're going to go out to eat after the show. There's a TGI Fridays right next to Corrigan Hall. And I'm like, we just always go there. I was so angry at first. Because it's like, I did not fly all the way to Japan to eat at a fucking TGI Fridays. You know? <laughs> it's like, I was just silently like stewing. Like, why are we in a TGI Fridays in Japan? I could go to this anywhere in America and I choose not to. Because it's terrible. <laughs> anyway... But then Tozawa comes in and just says hi, like two for two seconds, because he knows the two people that that live in Japan. And then he leaves, and he comes back and hangs out with us for like an, almost an hour. So it's like, thank God we went to TGI Fridays, otherwise we wouldn't have gotten to hang out with Tozawa for an hour. So it all worked out. I told him I like walked up to him and told him like his English seemed a little shaky. It's not. It definitely wasn't the best English of anybody on the trip. It was like. Nowhere near as good as Kikotaro or Kaz Hayashi. Um, but it, probably above, like, Yuji Nagata and a couple of the other people I talked to. But so his English seemed seemed okay, let's say. And he was like, um, so I, I walk up to him finally. I'm like, I get the courage to tell him. I'm like, so we do an English language Dragon Gate podcast, and American fans always bring your name up, and you're, like, their favorite wrestler. And he just, like, looks at me. He blinks. And he's just like, I don't know what to say. That's thank you so much. I'm just like, I hope he got, I hope he got the gist of that. But he just seemed kind of confused, but then thankful. So I think he at least knew what favorite meant. But I don't, I don't know if he was thinking I was telling him my that he was my favorite or what. But yeah, that was uh. So case I met your hero, and he was incredibly nice. I hope case listens to this podcast and like. He, this, I got the I got the link you sent me. And this That's is so wild. mean. I'm sorry. This is wild. He wrote these long paragraphs in italics about like like you'd see on J on iHeartDG, like where Jay translates the promos and stuff. Case literally wrote out his own. <laughs> what? <laughs> where like in between all of the matches, you know how like when Jay does his reports and then there's yeah. the paragraphs where he's translated the promos, Case has actually yeah. written his own like Jay does. <laughs> this is so cute. Where? He put a lot of thought in oh, this. Oh, in the, oh, in the, in the, in the doc, Dragon yeah. Gate, uh, oh my god, okay, yeah, in the, yeah, he's, he's like, there's like four like said, five paragraphs at a time. Like, to honestly, take it, like, really read it once we're done. I can send it to you, John, if you want, like, when you have the time to read it. It's amazing. Like, we have a prodigy in our midst. <laughs> All right. Um, so we should wrap this up because I am, for some reason, I'm suddenly very, very tired. Okay, well, it's... I feel like I want to take a nap. It's um, actually 10 p.m. here, and I still haven't had dinner, so... Um, yeah. Uh, we just so have we, one we cover question them. to go over quickly, and then we're done. Okay. If you guys want to take this this one. What's the question? Uh, the question so the question is from uh, Digi Headlock, and it's um, do we think that we will soon get a new unit, and if so, what do we think it will look like? Um. So yeah, probably Yamato. What Yamato, KZ, Maria. I'd kill for Hulk to come back and join that unit. Hulk, yep, that'd be yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I would really holding out. If we got Hulk, KZ, and Yamato in a group, that right there would be my next Triangle Gate champions. 
it's it'd be cool to have like a basically a Dragon Gate Trueborn only babyface unit. Yeah. Which I don't know if we've ever really had that. Yamato and Hulk are such a great team. Like I mean, we we had New Hazard, which was but they were like tweeners. So I don't think we and obviously we have Matt Blanky who were Dragon Gate Trueborn only when they started, but they were heels. So we've never really had Dragon Gate Trueborn only babyface unit. So. I want to see that. Uh, I would cool. that would actually be like my ideal unit lineup, which is actually one that Case brought up in his fantasy booking of um, Yamato, Casey, and Maria in the same unit. I would absolutely um, throw Hulk in there if he ever comes back. Uh, he was at the picture, show. The last picture I saw of him, he's not in the um, sling anymore. Yeah, he was yeah, not. In the yeah, sling yeah, it was the picture that uh, Yatsuke Nakazawa tweeted this morning. When I was at Korokan, he was not in the sling. He was doing that. He was doing the gimmick with the um, at the merch table with like the the fortune telling thing where you like with um the lucky ball. You know, you like it's a traditional Japanese he thing. It was on it was on Sailor Moon like 15 years ago. Oh, I remember but that. I remember was, that. Yes. Yes. You yes. like you like do the you like spin the tum- tumbler around. A ball comes out and then he's like, okay, you get this prize. And my prize was a Jimmy Conda pin. Very <laughs> jealous of that. Gate twenty sixteen. So there you go. Yeah, I so I just I just if we could just, get I, Holt, KZ, and Yamato back together, that would be the dream. I have missed those three together mm-hmm. for I still so think, long. Yeah, and put Maria in there too, and you've got pretty much like my dream team. And I would actually like if I had to, I would I, I kind of want another person in there just to make it a five. But UT. Yeah, I want to say UT, but also I really like the idea of UT going crazy and like doing heel. So, like, well, he could be he could go join that unit for like eight months or something, and then go crazy and go heel when he still does yeah. when he's still it jobbing be, all the if time. If they wanted to do something with UT, they could have him join that unit and then have Yamato groom him to fight yeah. to beat to beat the shit out of Katoka. I would love That's, that. I would because I would, because Yamato hates. Yamato hates Katoga. That cannot be understated at this point. He really doesn't like him. Um, Katoga is kind of where some of the where some of the bigger problems started later down the line. After he lost his belt, and Yamato and Joy were like, "He's the weak link of the group," and she goes like, "That doesn't, that doesn't matter. I'm the champion. That's all that matters." And then like Joy and Yamato cut Katoka's hair. Like they don't like him. So to have Yamato grab UT, who's not doing anything, and then to groom him to be this little killer to go after Katoka would be really funny. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and All right, you so... can't forget that um, Katoka was the reason that UT shaved his head. Yeah, <laughs> like you want to get revenge? I'll help you. Get I know revenge. it's the little things, but you know I love the little things. Yeah, because Katoka cut a huge mm-hmm. chunk of his mohawk off, so UT had to cut the rest of his hair off. Because Katoka is a asshole. bastard. Yep. Katoka is the world's greatest monster. <laughs> That's what I've learned today. I already kind of knew that, but now I know it. He's, you know? Everything bad in Dragon Gate right now is happening because of Katoka, I confirm. Yes. Katoka, that cuck. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, he's a cuck servative all the way. Oh um, let's, let's wrap this up. Um... That's the end of Open the Void Gate. We'll see you probably in like what another month. After, we've been doing like, after King of Gate, dinner right? Alive, hopefully. Oh, after Dead or Alive. Yeah, we could do it after Dead or yeah, Alive. In between, alive. before King of Gate, yep. I guess that's fine. Yeah, because whatever happens to Dead or Alive is going to be a big deal. Also, by the way, I had an idea which I have to go over with Case. I should do this off the air, but let's just <laughs> throw it out anyway. So when I went to Japan, I got like 
eight or nine Dragon Gate DVDs, like old school, the, the season ones they put out. I don't have them in perfect order or anything, but we could, like, I could try to rip them and upload them for you guys. And then we could all, like, we could do, like, a Dragon Gate rewatch project where in every episode we, like, discuss a little bit of each DVD. That would be, that cool. would be fun, especially be because cute. there's that not be there's cute. not as much out there on the old stuff in Dragon Gate. So. Yeah, I mean, like you have to be willing to deal with yeah, clip matches, I'll say, because the matches on these DVDs are very. I mean, clipped. I mean, on those old Vominous Amigo shows, a lot of those matches were clipped too, and those are probably my favorite things I saw in Toriumon. So yeah, so you'll be you'll be fine. So I'll, I'll work on getting them ripped. I've already watched like um, I'd say the first four chapters of the first disc I have, which is um, 2006 season one. So, I'll work on getting that one ripped, and then we'll go from there, I guess. Alright. Just just to look out for that, the Dragon Gate Season DVD Rewatch Project. I got them all at um at a, at a used bookstore of all places <laughs> in Japan, and, like, they were pretty there's, cheap. So. There's, this, there's this weird little store in um about an hour away from where I live where this old dude I work with actually bought two Japanese hardcore wrestling DVDs and then brought them to me to work at work to borrow. Oh, that's pretty he's cool. He's like, I don't know, he's like really old and racist and, <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, hey, do you watch that Japanese deathmatch wrestling? And I'm like, what? yeah? Like, do you want to borrow these DVDs? He's like really old and racist. Okay, then. Like, I legitimately, we were, when it was around Christmas time and we, we worked, we worked um, the midnight on the 26th. And he was complaining that we had Chinese hours and Chinese pay. Mm. And we're yeah. like, this is really unfortunate. <laughs> this man, he's really hey, racist. That, okay, that's unfortunate. He's <laughs> unfortunate. So I think, that's, I think that's all for us today. Uh, Thank you for listening, as always, dear viewer. Or dear listener. Viewer. <laughs> dear listener. I think we all need dear, to go to bed right now. Dear listener. It's, dear it's viewer and listener. 30. I can't justify going back to bed yet. Okay. We are. We will see you after Dead or Alive, hopefully. And Case will be with us, hopefully. Now and then. Wait, wait. Case is dead. How's he going to be with us? Are we gonna, like, I'm gonna I'll bring him back to life. Dylan, 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 can bring, Dylan can bring him back to life with the dark magic. Okay. That's not okay. Listen, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. Haven't I done enough after Kamatani? <laughs> so. Anyway. No, that was. So no, we that will, be, so we will find a way to get Case back from the land of the dead. I will. This living. is America, okay? I will go buy a Ouija board. Okay. Yes, we'll touch the entire episode. We'll have a Ouija board. I'll be like, do it, baby. Case, what'd you think of the match? Put my hand on it. G O O D. He thought it was good. Ouija board case. We will be back um, after Better Life. Listen, be like, what the hell? <laughs> and um, and that's it. Hopefully, the four of us. Hopefully, uh, a little bit more disciplined. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Discipline for us. <laughs> Whenever discipline here, I think that's a lot of the reason why Everybody, people listen to this podcast. People listen to this podcast and expect a certain standard of professionalism, and by that I mean they expect none at all. So yep. we we deliver in spades. Amazing. Okay, so I guess we have to say goodbye now. So goodbye now. Goodbye. Bye, guys.
Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.